0: This is Midlife Mastery, session number four. Welcome to the Midlife Mastery podcast, where getting control of your time, your money and your life are the keys to an amazing second act. If living authentically matters to you, then you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Peter Fritz. This episode of Midlife Mastery is brought to you by Fizzle.co. Fizzle is an online training resource library for independent entrepreneurs who'd like to make a living doing something that they love. They have a nine-stage roadmap which will guide you right through from the very beginning of your original idea, through to a successful and scalable business doing something that you love. They also have some incredible founder story interviews there with other independent entrepreneurs who've built their business from scratch and are now making a living doing what they love. There is also a very engaging online community there at Fizzle comprised of other members who are there to support and encourage you. They're offering a five-week free trial to all listeners of Midlife Mastery. All you need to do is go to midlifetribe.com fizzle and you can get full access to the entire course library, the founder stories and the community to try it out for five weeks and see what you think. I've been working with these guys for 18 months and frankly, this podcast and the Midlife Tribe w- website would not have got off the ground without their help. Give it a go. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I promise I'll get better at this and over time uh, we'll have guests on the show as well. Uh, But while I find my feet, I'm going to be running a solo show, but I've got some good interviews lined up for the near future. Today I'm going to talk to you about what it's like to be middle-aged, married and mortgaged. A lot of you don't need me to tell you what it's like because you know exactly what it's like, but I'm going to tell you how it's been from my perspective, uh, including when I walked out on school halfway through class, uh, how I entered my midlife crisis a few years ago and how I got out of it, and where I found meaning and purpose again. Not long ago, I realized I was going to die. I didn't know when exactly, but I had a feeling that it was going to be soon. Before that though, at about the age of eight, developed this entrepreneurial streak. Other kids were running around breaking letterboxes, smoking cigarette butts that they found outside the milk bar, which for you guys in America is drugstore. Um, But I made stuff in my dad's shed and sold it to the neighbours. It was like my little laboratory, only with wood and nails. In there I believed I could make enough things to build my empire, never mind that I was still wet in the bed at that age. Sadly, the market for letter openers fashioned out of six-inch nails was more limited than I expected, and as I discovered in the uh, years that followed, so it was for lots of my ideas. But years later, and after many failures, my lust for independence came to a head and culminated in a decision that changed things forever. On a crisp June day in 1984, there was 16-year-old me sitting in geography class, and I was suddenly struck by a thought. What if all of this was a waste of time? What if my straight-A performance in this horrible, stifling institution called high school delivered little more than a mediocre life? Was that all I was had to look forward to? Was this what my parents had wanted for me? What if I dared to be different? Who would I disappoint? These and many other thoughts filled my fertile little brain. Have you ever bungee jumped? If you have, do you remember how it felt when you stood on the ledge and looked down? Well, that was me in that classroom right at that moment i gathered up my books and i walked to the door it felt like i was falling a bundle of nervous adrenaline determined that i wouldn't be stopped i hurried to the empty corridor snapped open my locker and ripped out my things i raced towards the gate only stopping briefly to take in those drab gray buildings for the very last time i swore that i'd never return not just to this school but to anywhere or anything that didn't match the vision i had for my life Like I said, I was only sixteen. I'd love to tell you that this brave act marked the beginning of an adventure filled life, but it seemed I wasn't that special after all, not yet at least. My first job out of school was with a large bank. I worked hard and I excelled in my job, and I was even earmarked to become the youngest bank manager in the country, but it was soul crushing. My next job, though, was incredible. For seven years, I drove, photographed and wrote about cars and motorcycles for two of the country's top magazines. I drove my first Lamborghini when I was just 18. I tore around racetracks with motorsport legends and I flew to exotic locations first class to wine and dine with manufacturers and other members of the press. I can tell you it was a blast. At that point, I didn't think it could get any better than that. Then one day a stranger snapped me back into reality. Sitting at a set of lights in a gleaming red Lotus Esprit, a passerby said, Oh, I love your car. It's not mine, it's a press car, I replied. It was 1984 all over again. The only difference was, I looked a lot cooler this time. Plenty of guys guys my age would have killed for that job, never mind that the pay was pitiful. My own car was a crappy little panel van with a leaky head gasket, and my house was actually a rented room in a shared house with four other struggling 20-somethings. There and then, I decided to strike out on my own. I was frightened, but excited once again. Freelance work came and went, but the lack of a reliable income made it very tough going. Years of frustration followed my life a blur of unpaid bills, failed dreams and ultimately two divorces. My few successes met with failure in equal measure till eventually, after decades of struggle, the planets aligned. I met and married an incredible woman, a hard-working intelligent spendthrift who endured my pathetic existence long enough to see me emerge from my malaise. Money was made, spending was cut and my life wrought into balance. I'd finally gotten my act together. But life had other plans for me. It decided that because I was now 42, I should also have a midlife crisis. (laughs) I used to be one of those people who laughed and pointed at fat middle-aged men prancing around on Harleys or posing in Porsches, but now here I was wanting one of them, Uh, plus a piano and a four-wheel drive and a garage full of camping gear. Plus, I didn't want to work anymore either. At this point, my dad had been retired for over 10 years and was living the dream, my dream. It was killing me. In retrospect, everything else in my life was wonderful. I had a perfect wife, beautiful kids, lovely house, and a steady income. But something was missing, something critical. Neither the motorbike, the four wheel drive, the piano, the camping gear changed any of this. I was stuck. Then I stumbled upon a website called paidtoexist.com. I was Googling the hell out of my problem, and somehow Jonathan Mead's site appeared. It was a game changer. Here was someone who understood the fire I had inside of me since I was a kid, someone whose quest for freedom and purpose echoed mine. I'd finally found my spark. Others appeared too, including Sir Ken Robinson, Seth Godin, Tim Ferriss, Corbett Barr and Chris Gillibo. A lot more have followed since then, but it was that initial jolt and 365 emails from Jonathan that got me out of the hole. Within a month of discovering Jonathan, my life changed. And I believe that everything from then on has augmented and amplified that change. Today, I spend a lot less time doing stuff I don't enjoy. And I do that through systemizing, outsourcing and, well, mainly just saying no. And I spend more time doing what I love, which is writing, working with people I respect and enjoying my life, my family. My act is finally sorted. But how did I do it? Encumbered with the holy trinity of middle age, marriage and mortgage... How did I find purpose and freedom and fulfilment again? Well, the answer is simple, but it's not easy. I thought long and hard about these three things. Number one, what were my natural talents? Number two, what was I genuinely passionate about? And this can be difficult at first, so replace this perhaps with what do I really enjoy doing? And number three, what problems could I solve in the service of others? Over the years, I've been and done many things, but it was the intersection between writing, my thirst for freedom, and the midlife struggle that struck a chord with me. I decided to combine them, and now, less than a couple of years later, I have a blog that I'm proud of, I have some wonderful new relationships, and I have a book that I just published uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago. I have a purpose, I have fulfillment, plus a good dose of freedom. I'm happy. The thing is, I found my niche. Now, I know that's a cliche and you hear it all the time that, you know, uh, finding a niche is important, but like a lot of cliches, it's, you know, they're often true. Now this, this uh, niche of mine mightn't be my life's one true calling, I know that, but for now, it feels a lot like those days when I was in my dad's shed making stuff. It's really, really satisfying. Unlike the letter openers though, I know I can create a life through this endeavour. During this process, my perspective also evolved. I realize now that that simply being here is a miracle. It's actually a one in 400 trillion stroke of luck. It's the ultimate lottery win. I no longer question the meaning of life because, well, I reckon I know the answer, for me at least. For me, I believe it's demonstrating gratitude for this incredible fluke and living as fully as possible. It means recognizing the limitations imposed by age and responsibility, but feeling free to pursue my dreams and being authentic in that pursuit. It means accepting that I can't have everything I want, at least not at the same time, but that I can create my ideal life one step at a time by amplifying my strengths and abandoning all my weaknesses. Knowing that I'm doing the work, even when I don't feel like doing it, makes me successful right where I am at this moment. It's not tied to an outcome, well-defined as they might be, but rather the action I take every day. When treated this way, Life becomes an exciting, fulfilling adventure and not a constant struggle with anxiety. After 49 years, I know it's the only way to live. And one day I will die. And while I now believe that's a long way off, I know that I'll die having truly lived. What more could you ask than that? Thanks for listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. For more ideas on creating the perfect second act, go to midlifetribe.com and learn how to master your time, your money and your life.